0: Welcome to Bald Logic Podcast. This is your host, Jody Dice. We want to welcome you to today's podcast. This is episode three. If you would take time and go and uh, give us a five-star rating on your podcast uh, network that you'd like to listen to, we would appreciate that. Share it on Facebook. Share it with your friends. Uh, This is a podcast that we talk about just about anything that rolls off my slick, bald head. And so we want to thank you today for being here uh, especially during this time of pandemic and social distancing. Uh, today we have a special guest in studio, and I'm looking forward to today, have been looking forward to this episode. Uh, our guest today is a professional musician. He's been a professional DJ that's traveled all over the world, uh, playing in all kinds of venues. Not only that, is he's an entrepreneur and phenomenal businessman, has one of the most creative minds you ever uh, could imagine. He's a videographer. He has his own YouTube channels. And uh, so at the end of the show, in our show notes, we'll have all the links to all of his uh, social media. And his um, video uh, links, as well as his YouTube channel, he is a YouTube personality. He's also a presenter for Say Something School Assembly, so he's traveled the nation speaking to uh, hundreds of thousands of students nationwide. I think his best job is, is he's a great husband and a phenomenal dad, has two beautiful daughters. He's been married five years, and through all of that, he still continues to mentor students. And so, would you welcome today to our host, and we welcome you today, is Jason Anderson. Man, glad to have you on today.
1: What's going on, Jody? That uh, that introduction, man, I feel like I should have worn a cape today, maybe. I don't know. Why, you wear one every day. <laughs> that's right. I guess so. So, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Dad and videographer and YouTube and students, man, that pretty much... Wraps my
0: life up right there. Uh, well, why don't you find something to do, like a hobby or something? <laughs> yes, my wife,
1: she is, uh, she's on me 24-7. You have so many hobbies, so I try to include her, um, and that's kind of where the YouTube channel come from, to give us something to do as a couple together, and just kind of give people a little glimpse into our life, and uh, she still feels like that's just my hobby. <laughs> so, I hear you. I hear she's, you. Still, she's still trying to find her own hobbies to
0: get rid of me, I think. Hey, hey! But let's play something real quick. Just kind of get the get the mood set in the room. Um, I, got, I got some questions for you. I just want to see right. how you respond. Okay. All right. All right. If you could be any superhero, who would it be? Any superhero,
1: who could it be? Okay. So I don't know if this is a correct answer, but I have been called the modern day Bruce Wayne, um, and if for you that don't know, that's Batman. Um, because I, I guess I kind of do work in the realm as a businessman, but by night I'm I'm constantly working with students trying to, you know, create a better world for them. So, I guess Batman maybe is the answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. You and the good thing is Batman shows mortality. He's just got really cool tools. Yeah. That's that's pretty much me. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I could see Batman, all right. If you could be famous for anything besides what you have done, what would you be famous for? Ooh,
1: anything. If I could be famous for anything, hmm. I would say save the world, but I'm pretty sure Jesus Christ did that for us already. Uh, So I guess if I could be famous for anything, it'd be world peace. That's, you know, that's kind of our mantra, you know, Uh, even though I'm a, you know, a a firearms instructor type of guy, I still believe that the world needs peace. If I could be famous for something, I'd I'd like it to be that. I think right now I'd like to be famous for the cure for COVID. (laughs) Man, what are you talking about? That would, yeah, that'd be a good one too. Perfect vacation spot. Yeah, <laughs> perfect vacation spot. So my wife and I just recently went to Paris, France, um, and everyone talks about the food's great, this, that, and the other. We had a great time, but I figured out that's not for me. I'm going to say like Bora Bora, something something with a beach, um, lots of sun because Paris was cold and windy
0: uh, and very packed. I think a beach is is probably more settling. So when you see jason's profiles and, and you and you look him up he's got this big gnarly beard as well and uh so that always makes for a good beach trip too right yeah that's right that's right constantly
1: picking things out of my beard and when that's salty weather man it just makes the beard go into an afro
0: it's it's, it's interesting yes i don't have those issues that's why I'm the bald hair you yeah, know right. you can go anywhere humidity doesn't affect it <laughs> yes that's right just wipe it off and, ready to roll. Wipe it and keep rolling i like it i like it but you have to keep a beanie on it in the cold areas. so yes well, man, it's it's an honor to have you here today. And uh, we're all working in a world of um, transition. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Jason's traveled with us doing school assemblies now, um, probably three years, two years now. And we've been all over and we've had great access and opportunity in tons of schools. And, and it's not to say that that's not coming back. Right. We just don't know when or how it's coming back. Yeah. and, and to what that's going to look like. And so we're all kind of trying to find our niche or or what's another way that we can help parents, that we can help educators, we can help students. Man,
1: that is the
0: million-dollar question. So as a businessman,
1: I get calls all the time from local business owners like, hey, what are you doing to kind of stay relevant in this time that we're in right now, this season? And that relates directly to what you're saying about students and teachers is I think it's, you know... Everyone keeps talking about this word social distancing, and my wife and I on our YouTube channel, we've touched on that in a few separate episodes, and you hear the word social distancing and you think, man, we're all going to be lonely, we're going to be so far apart, but our biggest thing is we're connected now more than ever um, through social media, cell phones, TV, all this crazy stuff out there, so for us, that's what we've been doing is trying to stay positive, with the world through video, um, and that and that's kind of our niche. That's kind of where we fit in. So that's we're just trying to empower people through video to just talk them off the ledge one day at a time, like, hey, tomorrow's going to be fine. We just got to get through today, and that's kind of where the YouTube thing spawned from. It, you know, our YouTube channel, we had it set up for months in advance, and then COVID hit, and it's like, wait a minute, we're going to have – we need to re-gear – and so, actually, some some episodes got pushed out of the way to put this social distancing and all this in front of it to let people kind of realize that even though we're kind of stuck at home, quarantined alone, we've got Zoom, we've got YouTube, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have all these things where we can still talk to each other, and we can still share the cool things going on in our life, even though we're kind of stuck at home.
0: Now, I have to say, I've watched you and your wife on TikTok a little bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> I see that there might be an addiction there. <laughs> yes, that was uh, that's definitely my wife's thing. Um,
1: TikTok, it is kind of fun, and I think it was it may have saved our child's life, honestly, because uh, you know my wife, bless her soul. We have a, a four-year-old daughter named Hadley, and I call her a terrorist, even though she's technically not. She uh, we she's love her to a death. But she is uh, she's wide open, man. She's she's me made over times a thousand, and I really hate that for my wife and all the uh, the teachers out there and the daycare and all the people at church have to watch Hadley. I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take the blame for that. Um, but TikTok actually, believe it or not, gave my wife an avenue to keep her sanity. I know that sounds quite crazy, but it's it's fun as an adult because you have you kind of almost get to be someone you're not because a lot of the audio and things like that you're portraying someone else through whether it be a dance or a skit or something like that and uh it's been it's been pretty cool the TikTok thing for her it's not really my thing a whole lot you know she gets 20,000 views and i get like 200 um but you know it is what it is
0: <laughs> so on that I, I we have a lot of parents right now they're trying to figure oh uh, in uh, in our first episode, we were talking about, uh, Micah was on here, and Micah was talking about that there's a lot of parents that have found out that uh, what their teachers have said about your, their kids is true. <laughs> oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> you know, and so you kind of touched on that. But I think something that's really cool with, like, what you're doing right now and, and with, like, what your wife is doing uh, with TikTok and all, uh, in this time, you know, you're... We have we deal primarily with middle schooler and high schoolers with yeah. our school assemblies. We don't, you know, work with elementary uh, students that often. Um, there's has been a disconnect between parents and I would say from about sixth grade on, students have their phones, they have yes. th- their social media, they're in their room and stuff. Um, what are you thinking about students being able or parents being able to? Do like what you're doing. Bring in the family and maybe have some fun with videos or have serious conversations on video for people.
1: Yep. So um, in the realm that we work in with Say Something, you're exactly right. Uh, We hear things from students that they never tell their parents or we see issues that parents want to, you know, basically turn a blind eye to. And now that they're kind of quarantined at home, I think parents are learning a lot more about their their kids um, in a way because we get so used to this routine. You wake up, give them breakfast, get them to school. You go on about your day being an adult. Kid comes home. You feed them, put them in bed. And this is this this cycle that we go through every day. And I think that now that parents are with their kids much more majority of the day, now they're having to experience things with their kids that they really normally don't because they're so used to being an adult, not so much a parent like, you know, working professionals, this, that, and other. So bringing it back, the, interacting through social media with your kids is now become a thing. Like on TikTok, you see full families that are doing TikToks and things like that. And it, I think it's cool. It's, it's a bonding moment. At the same time, like my wife is already you know, to just choke out our four-year-old, even though that would never happen. But it, it gets to be stressful. And I think it, you know, all of the, the teachers and, and, you know, all the professionals out there that work with kids and students, man, hats off to you guys. Because I, I just,
0: I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, our grandkids have been staying with us over the weekends for the uh, last few months. Actually, uh, our daughter and son-in-law are transitioning over to the city that we live in and they're trying to sell their house over on the other side of the state. And so when they're here at our home, they'll wind up staying a few days and, and we catch ourselves trying to entertain a six year old, a three year old and a two year old. Uh, I built a fort out of, out of a pallet still nice. day, which turned into a spaceship and all it. that kind of stuff. And, um, That's things that I haven't seen in a long time. You know, we we talk about the good old days a lot of times, you know, uh, of interacting with our kids, interacting game nights. Yep. Uh, I can remember as a kid that there was always the Uno night and then eventually the the Skippo night and whatever. And then it just slowly has faded away. I watched it with my girls. The more they were in that transition between the old Nokia snake game to smartphones you know yes. as they were transitioning out, now I'm watching that whole generation. Um, how could we make it a little better and even, and, and a little more beneficial with, with our students now with that abilities to have fun with them and cut up with them? Through a digital resource or a digital setting,
1: yes, I think you're absolutely on something. I grew up in an era where we didn't play a lot of video games, we played outside. you know, I had a younger brother, we were fairly close in age, so it it allowed us opportunities to kind of play with each other and do things and I'm like you, I remember game nights, I remember being a family unit at least one night, and you're a hundred percent right that. People nowadays, they they give their kids their iPads, their phones, and they send them on their way because we're all so focused on what's in front of us, our Netflix shows or trying to get this presentation done for work that we kind of disregard our kids in some point. We think that we're taking care of them by giving them phones and iPads and computers and whatnot. And in reality, we're probably slowing down their growth. Um, I don't think people realize how much of a detriment that stuff is. So I think like the fort thing that happened at my house, you know, it was a pillow fort type thing. And I've seen so many posts on social media of families doing things just like that. And then they all say the same thing. You said, wow, I remember doing this when I was a kid. So I think this is opening people's eyes to maybe they should have more organic time with their family, which is a good thing because we all have board games in our house. Just a lot of them may be packed up in a closet with dust on it. So I think, throughout this COVID thing, even though it's been a a very bad thing, families have learned a lot about their self as a
0: whole, and they're starting to do more together. And I think the other catch-22 now that we're looking at is from the educator's perspective. Oh, yeah. Um, We've dealt with numerous principals and lots and lots of uh, teachers, and uh, just so that you know – uh, teachers, you are our heroes. Absolutely. We, we love what you do. There are modern-day heroes in the world. Our first responders, our, our medical professionals, and our educators are some of our top-notch heroes as well as our soldiers uh, uh, around the country defending our freedom. Uh, but when we walk into a school setting, uh, we see educators and teachers that um, you can tell love their students very much. Yes. And they give themselves quite regularly. We... Um, what do you think their challenge is? What is a way that maybe as an educator they could even utilize some of the stuff that you're doing or we're doing or they could produce themselves?
1: Sure. So for me, I have a unique perspective from the educator standpoint because my mother, she worked for Jackson Public School Districts for 30 years. So when school let out, everybody went home. My brother and I always had to stay behind until mom got done with her stuff, and we always helped teachers. And I don't think people actually realize how much time and effort that teachers put into activities and things like that for their students. And a lot of times they pay for that stuff out of their own pocket And I don't think that a lot of parents realize the effort that that one human being is putting in trying to pour into kids' lives. Um, And what's cool is, you know, we see now, you see students that are going to school from their bedroom on things like Zoom and stuff like that. It's kind of cool to see the entire world shift gears and still maintain a little bit of normalness, if that makes sense. Um, But I, I think that, you're a hundred percent right. Students don't give the teachers credit, and more importantly, the parents do not give the educators credit for the hard work. Because when you're at home with your with your kids, those teachers and those educators are at home thinking up new ideas to keep your kid engaged and to educate them to get them to the next level.
0: I saw something, and it was a joke, and I and I and it's good in humor, but it was on Facebook and. It was a, a little video clip of a mom in a black SUV. She pulls up from the school, opens the door out, kicks the kids off, and takes off. And says, first day of school after quarantine." Right? You know, <laughs> yes. it's like throwing their luggage, uh, their their lunches out the window and stuff, and just taking off. Um, I think so many times that we take for granted. You're dealing with one, two, three kids at home. That teacher's dealing with fifteen, twenty, thirty kids. Yep every day. Yeah. And, and so I think parents I'm hoping will gain a better appreciation of what the educator has to go through. Um, you know, I I hear so many I've heard so many blame educators for reasons or their kids never the bad kid or their kid never does that. Uh it wasn't the way at my house. My if if, if my dad got a call from from the school about me, it wasn't my kid didn't do that. It was like He's getting it when he gets home yep, too. So it here. was it was not a, it was one of them, please don't call dad moments, yes. you know, kind of deal. And I think there's a lot of, of, of parents that are kind of realizing, you know what, if I had to sit down and make my kid teach, there are those that love to homeschool. I, right. And I understand it. And if you have the ability to do that, you know, to each his own, uh, me, I never, I don't think I would, I have the patience to do that. Not me. No, <laughs> not a chance. So I'm hoping this helps the the, uh, the parent-teacher relationship. And sure. then also in, and it should encourage parents, if you're listening to this, be more proactive on, on the campus with your kids' education. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, think about what you just said. If you're talking, you know, us as parents, you know, I have I have two kids, and I have to deal with those two very colorful personalities, okay? Mm-hmm. So I take those kids, drop them off at school, and that teacher is dealing with dozens of different personalities. So imagine us as parents, if we just stepped up and just poured our lives into that teacher just a little bit, that would go a long ways beyond us just dropping our kids off, chunking the lunch, and then, you know, doing 90 out of the parking lot. So, I, you know... I hats off, you know, having to deal with my four year old through all of this has been it's been very trying because for me, you know, I, I have multiple jobs. My to do list every day just grows and grows. So I get frustrated as as a business person trying to work from home and do things. And I've got, you know, my daughter sitting there tugging at me. Daddy, can we do this? Can we do that? And I'm like, later, leave me alone, leave me alone. And then it hits me like, wait a second, just pause, reset. Give that time to that child and get them through whatever's going on and then go back. That work's going to be there. It'll always be there. Work's never going to go away. The next project's always going to come along, but that kid won't stay for forever. That's right. So I think pouring into your kid's life, especially right now, is important. That way when they go back to school, they're not like super bad because you've just let them do whatever they wanted to. So uh, I think educators are going to be in for a ride when the school's actually kick back off. And
0: they're going to find out how good a teacher their uh, parents actually are, probably right. too. Yes. <laughs> and, yes, and that's kind of a you know that's kind of a scary thing. Is uh, I, I do believe there are a lot of parents making sure that their students are doing what's supposed to be done, getting their schoolwork done. At the same time, I believe there are those that let it slide. Yeah. And uh, so, as much as it is an asset to have the kids around, there could be some detrimental to their education as well. So. You know, I'm hoping those things are all working out. So what's next and new for Jason Anderson? Wow, man, it, that is a crazy
1: question because it's all you know me, man. I'm always moving, thinking about the next thing. Um, the video thing for us has really kicked off. We, you know, I've always been really good at branding um, with my with my personal businesses, and I get asked for years all the time by other businesses, "Well, how do we do this? How do we do that?" And out of necessity, that's kind of where our media house came from, is to go into businesses and help brand them in a social realm because you get so many of the talking head videos and this, that, and the other, or iPhone videos, which are all great in their own rights. But now people want instant gratification. So that's kind of what we're doing through video. We tell a story without... The business owner or whatever having to say a word through video, and that's kind of our focus right now. Um, we you know, we want to do that through every avenue that we have, whether you know it be at church, through Say Something, through our personal business. And I have tons of other businesses that are knocking our door down, wanting to get in on that. So that's kind of the direction we're heading in right now is to grow that platform. And for us, it's not so much about business for us. It's about helping grow local businesses around us so we can all thrive together kind of like it used to be back in the day.
0: And what's the name of your media?
1: Uh, Collective Media House. Um, And that, like I said, that literally was born out of necessity. It was, I was never like, oh, I want to shoot video, you know, that type of thing. It just, I enjoyed it and figured out we were good at it. And uh, we just took it off. And that's kind of where YouTube and all this other stuff just kind of fell in our lap. Um, So that's our latest business venture. We've, of course, got other things in the works, but that's kind of where we're at right now.
0: So in our show notes, we'll have a link to that. If you're a business owner or a nonprofit uh, director or an educator that you would like a promotion for your school or, or your campus or whatever, uh look up collective media they're putting out some really cool awesome stuff right now and i'm loving the fact that it's grassroots kind of yeah. kind of small school but it, the the quality is phenomenal so
1: yeah for us it's about it's about passion i learned a long time ago if you're not passionate about something you'll never be good at it um, so that's, you know me, we pour in 100,000% into everything we do. We're going to care about your business just as much or more than you do. Um, and that's that's kind of where it all boils down to. You know, we're locally owned business. We brand ourselves that way, and we've become extremely successful that way, and I want to provide that to other local businesses. Um, and who knows, it may grow on a national scale. It may not, and we're okay with that. Um, for us, it's just having fun and creating a cool
0: atmosphere um, for businesses in the social realm. Well, I can't wait to get back in the schools and do assemblies with you again, though. I've, yeah. I'm missing that. Man, me too. It's like through this – and what's crazy, through this whole COVID thing, you know, we, we impact
1: students all around the country, and – um you know, being, being presenters and this, that, and the other, sometimes those students will reach out to us. And through this, I've actually had several students that have reached out and, like, look, I'm having a tough time. What do I do? And we just message them and just, you know, try a little, little bit of encouragement along the way. But I'll be honest, through this thing, I found myself needing that same thing, you know, reaching mm-hmm. out to people like you, Jody. and mean, like, look, man, I, what, what do we do here? I, you know, I need a little boost. Um, and I think if we all kind of kept that mentality, the world would be much better yep so
0: we're in it together it's everyone is is suffering through the same thing and um this too shall pass is a saying i was always told so uh we'll watch and see uh as it's changing i know in our state our governor is starting to lighten up some of the things they're trying to get mississippi back in business Uh, i was watching the news today when this podcast was being recorded i believe um Iowa and Tennessee were doing some uh, similar measures as well. But um, uh, if this impacts your family in some way, especially uh, in, in a tragic way, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with all of you. It's, every one of us has been touched by this COVID virus in some form or fashion. Um, I'm not going to get into the debates and discussions over, over conspiracy and anything, but, uh, just, I do know that there's been a lot of people get sick and and several have perished. And if it was my family member that perished, uh, it's serious enough. So, um, but in the, on the upscale, uh, is gonna pass schools are going to kick in and we're gonna have a lot of fun again here in the yes. future so Jason man it's been an honor having you on the show today wrong yeah
1: we've had a great time man I, I love I love hanging out with you one of my best friends mm-hmm. and uh, I love seeing you do this podcast I think the we get asked all the time when we go to these places and more so from faculty and and even parents like how do they they want to a little taste of what we're giving these students yeah. so i think this is a great avenue i love what you're doing so this i is think
0: cool. so and uh be ready to come back and
1: hang yeah, out with man. us some
0: more on here bro. you
1: know me i love talking man so no problem there
0: well, well i'm gonna get him and and there's another guest that'll be coming soon that you'll get to meet and know bo trepidich or dj cadillac and that's jason's d he has a dj name his name's dj yuri and so these two guys together, uh, not all of our episodes are going to be serious like this. And yeah. we're going to talk subjects. We're going to have some days that are just fun and cut up. And so look forward to hanging out cause these guys make me feel young again and I have a lot of fun with them. So thanks for being here again, bro.
1: Yeah, man. Anytime.
0: Well, thank you for being a part of uh bald logic podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed today's, uh, episode uh, again, go and like it, go and follow it, and if there's anything that we can do, reach out to us through our social media. You will see it on there, but again, our sh- our uh, show notes will have all of Jason's links and his media uh, connections, and again, visit them. And as a small business owner, I will tell you this, visit your small businesses. Jason's a, a big proponent of small business and uh, do business with your little guys and, and keep it in town. Keep the money in state where you're at and, and help those guys out. So, again, thanks for listening to pod, uh, podcast episode three of Bald Logic. We'll catch you next week. This episode of Bald Logic was brought to you by Bark. Bark is one of the most comprehensive monitoring tool apps trusted by parents and schools around the nation and you can download this app through uh, your Apple Store or your Google Play Uh, this app is a subscribe app but it monitors everything that your students and your kids monitor and see online Bark has also been proven to have stopped suicides bullying and even school shootings so you can visit their website at www.bark.us or you can go to your app store, and download the app itself. And today, if you will enter in, in the promotion code say something 10 you'll get a 10% discount for subscribing to BARK.